Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. available for Monday the 14th of December 2020 with me Daniel Ruiz Tyson episode 297 hope you're all healthy keeping on doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going it's 1838 hours a cold wet day in South London and an evening where I've just read that there is now a variant of COVID well that's great that's just what we all need I'd be very surprised if anyone out there has had a good year. Is there anyone out there who can say 2020 was brilliant for them? For me, when the year ends in zero, 1990 aside, when I had my first ponytail, so I can't really consign 1990 to the dustbin. But every other year that ends in zero has been atrocious for me. And uh, this one has been... A difficult one. A run this evening, which was awful. I'm so tired and I'm on the sofa at the minute, more of which uh, later on in the show. And I've just got no energy when I'm running. Also, my evening route, partly taken because I really wanted to test how effective that uh, high-vis crop-top vest is. But also, really, just because I can't seem to get out during the day and certainly not with the builders here. The evening route, the evening run, has an uphill stretch where it's not as steep a climb as the climb in the park, but it goes on for a lot longer. And every time I'm doing it, I'm thinking, why am I doing this? This hurts. Why is it hurting so much? And I do about a lap. takes me, well, it took me today about 32 minutes, 4K, which is really, really slow for me. And I just wasn't feeling it. There was no chance of a second lap. Also, for the second time in a couple of weeks, I don't know what is going on with my levels tonight. I've been playing about with a mixer. The problem is, because I've had to move everything, because I've had to unpack everything and unpack it, I think I've already said unpack it, then pack it, then unpack it, and really that's what I've been having to do as the builders have moved from room to room. I keep forgetting how to use this, and there is an old notebook that has effectively become my Bible for the mixer. Clay Lowe sends me, you know, well-put-together videos, breaking down everything, what I need to do, and because I can't really follow videos, I just write it all down, and that becomes my Bible. And guess what? I can't find the Bible, so I don't know what's going on with the levels tonight. I'm also using the new desktop now, so I've had to be downloading stuff for that. And uh, I'm looking at the levels Hopefully I'll get to grips with it. I need to find the uh, notebook. That's not going to happen tonight, so let's just get the uh, show out. It was a a difficult run tonight, 
again, for the reasons that I've just said. But also I was having trouble with the uh, Velcro armband as usual. I was wearing my woolly gloves that I use for running. They're very pricey gloves. And based on that, I know that I didn't buy them. I think they were given to me in one of the last four or five Christmases. They're really thick, double lined, very, very good. Almost waste, I think, there's the voice going, almost a waste to be wearing them for running. And I was doing the bins. And one of the reasons I've been doing the bins today or made a point of doing the bins today and last night as well is because, you know, because it's this flat now that's being worked on. I've been chucking out a lot of stuff and I'm mindful that I might have contributed to the bins being especially packed this week. And therefore, it is my responsibility to make sure that they are put out rather than have some of the older or you know some of the women in the building trying to lift or carry out these really really heavy bins because I've been putting tiles in there as well so they are especially heavy and the gloves were soaked by then because I was handling all six bins I had to put all six bins out normally we're four or five you got the guy downstairs who's always uh, the young kid always taking in deliveries I don't know what that guy does for a living but money is not a problem for him And so I took the bins out. The gloves were really, really wet. I stuck them in my pocket. My hygiene's all over the place right now, I would say, for the first time. And that is because of the mess I'm living in. So I'm having to try and adapt, having to let things slide just to get through this. I'm having to go semi-animal because I know that the fastidious character that washes their hands 200 times a day is not going to get through this. So I have to I have to go more animal. I didn't know I had that in me. So I stuck the gloves in my hoodie pockets. And let me just say, actually, I forgot to say that a couple of Saturdays ago, I lost, well, I didn't actually lose a glove, but I had to go back on my walk, retrace my steps to find a very fancy leather glove. Again, uh, a Christmas present in recent years. And I think it was the left glove. And there I saw it on the path. And I made sure that I was waving my other glove so that people didn't think I was some kind of tramp just picking up a glove off the path. And I thought I'll make a point of cleaning that when I get home. And now, what, nine days later, I'm dropping both gloves. So I finally got the armband on. The Velcro armband was playing up as usual, more so in the rain. And obviously, it's a big ask to get the Velcro to work when I'm you know, wearing eight tops as I was tonight to run. So there's all that going on. And then I try to get my gloves on. They're not in the pocket. They're not in the hoodie. I look back. There they are. I can see them about 30 meters away. There's a guy walking towards them. I'm thinking, what do I do here? These are expensive gloves. If I'd bought them, I know that I'd be looking at a fiver. I can take that hit, but not these expensive gloves, because if I replace them, and I'll have to, I'm not going to spend that kind of money. I will never have gloves like this in my life again. So the guy walking towards the gloves, he ignored the gloves I got the gloves. They were completely wet. It is Lambeth. I'm thinking, can I really wear these? I had no option. If I hadn't worn them on the run, which I was just starting out on, then the gloves were just going to fall out again because they were so wet and heavy from handling the bins. I put the gloves on. They felt disgusting. And I've also still got that splinter on my index finger just under the nail. That was really stinging with a glove on. It really was stinging. So what I did is I slipped the index finger out of that particular 
glove finger. I can see my levels are up now. I've just started playing about with the levels again. You'll have to forgive me for the inconsistency. This is something I've always been paranoid about. I'm not very good technically. I never have been. I'm a creator. This was always going to be a big step for me, but I have to try and remember these uh, settings. I'm also still not positioned correctly by the mic. Back to the gloves. I didn't keep my index finger in the glove slot for that finger because it was stinging. The splinter was really, really stinging. It was smarting. And as I was running, this empty finger slot on the glove was just waving left to right, a bit like Freddy Krueger with his arms. Now, you know me, if uh, you're a long-time listener, you know I don't watch horrors, so I only know that Freddy Krueger's arms moved from side to side in a dramatic fashion because I've seen clips, but I've certainly never watched The Nightmare on Elm Street. So I just didn't fancy the run at all. And in the end, I thought, well, look, let's let's look at the situation. Let's look how you slept. You slept three hours, if that. You slept on a sofa that you outgrew by the age of 16. Not to say it's the same sofa. I don't want to give you the misleading impression, but it is very difficult to sleep on a sofa. I've had to compromise on my bedding. So sleeping under less toggage, I was really cold during the night. I had the option of a radiator, but uh, the Simple Value oil-filled radiator had the option of putting that on. I didn't. So I just didn't sleep, and I got up at 0600 hours. I thought it's better to actually be doing something, putting everything away before the builders come in, rather than just lying on this sofa dreading the day, because I had been dreading the day, and the work was meant to finish on Friday. And in fact, it's been doubled in length, and it's been a really difficult week which you'll hear on the show as I, as I go through my week of course there was no uh, patreon bonus last week because I knew that it was going to be a very difficult week and it wouldn't have been possible to record a show and even tonight I thought I might skip it I'm just too tired I've got too much on and I'm just not getting anything done levels again playing up I really gotta I don't know I'm gonna bother clay again I think Okay, let's stick with this. Let's see if I can uh, push on with the show. So, wet gloves, lost gloves twice. No, three times, actually, because I think I dropped them twice today. And, uh, well, one fell twice. What am I doing? What am I talking about the gloves for again? I've already done the gloves thing. So, all right, let's snap out of it. Otherwise, there is a real danger that this is going to be a bad show. Okay, so that's enough with the running. It didn't work out. Uh, Clay and I, we tried to do a second edition of our new show, Try All You Want, live on Mixcloud live streaming. There is an issue with Mixcloud. There's an awful lot of people. There's the sound of South London just coming through. Okay, let's just let these guys go through. Hopefully it's an urgent one. Hopefully the siren is justified. Right, so the second show, much like this show so far, was uh, interrupted with lots of technical issues. And, uh, you know, Clay is pretty much pulling all the strings with this one. Technically, I could not do what he's trying to do with this show. And uh, things like trying to connect me via Zoom add an extra tier of complication to the show. The first one went smoothly. The second one was an absolute disaster for which we apologize. And we'll learn from this and see... What's within our possibilities, what we can do? I think a lot of it is going to be down to Mixcloud. Some of it is going to be down to my Wi-Fi, my new Wi-Fi. The connection is unstable, which has given me a problem with the new football show as well and the Zoom interviews. So that's a bit of a concern for me. Now, there is supposed to be a BT engineer coming on Thursday, 
But I was told that if London goes into Tier 3, which I think we are this week on Wednesday, then the engineer won't be able to come on Thursday. And I can't bring them round any earlier because of uh, the workmen still being here at least until Wednesday. The same with the boiler situation. I also need to get in a plumber. I mean, this flat is just falling apart. I'm bleeding money and uh, it's just not a very good situation managed to do something positive saturday evening was able to crowbar in a couple of christmas cup quarterfinal second legs the carpet i mean what really irked me about the workmen is that they don't seem to like dust sheets and as they're clearing up they give a cursory hoover of the dust sheets and then they spend the rest of the afternoon walking all over the carpet and the wooden floors, staining everything in their boots. So I thought, you know, I'm not going to be able to live in this place unless I actually give this place a very good deep clean. And maybe I don't need to do it until they're gone, but I can't. Given that this was the Friday and it became clear the work was not going to be finished, I can't spend the weekend living in this filth. So I bought some shake and vac as an initial thing to get the carpet fit and ready for Star Wars football. And then I used some vanish foam, sprayed it all over the pitch and uh, hoovered it a couple of hours later and managed to get to uh, quarterfinals in. I'll give you the scores now. I may as well. Uh, Alderaan knocked out the holders Tatooine with a 1-0 win at Tatooine. Snaggletooth, the goal scorer from a, a penalty. So that's a really disappointing defence of the title with Tatooine. I don't know about you, but I think when a team has won a trophy, you like to see them defend it brilliantly. Like in the 2014 FA Cup, Wigan, who'd been relegated the previous year, and one of the teams that I really, really disliked in the Premier League because they never did anything in the Premier League. But to be fair to them, when they were relegated the year they won the FA Cup, the following year they got to the FA Cup semi-finals, I think. And I thought that was one of the best defences of an FA Cup I have ever seen from any team. And that's what you want to see from a team when they're defending a title and Tatooine just didn't show it this year. So Aldera are moving to the semi-finals in the other game. Their neighbours, X-Wing, were at home to Death Star. 0-0 from the first leg. Uh, X-Wing took the lead. Death Star equalised almost immediately. A goal from C3PO, his eighth of the season. He's now moved uh, back to being a central striker. Didn't get any goals last season for the first time in the 38-year history of Star Wars football. The record goal scorer obviously wasn't happy with that and uh, now playing up front again this season. He's the top goal scorer with eight goals, which I think I've just told you. X-Wing, though, despite playing poorly, uh, 1-2-1, so they move into the semi-finals along with their neighbours, Alderaan, still to play this week. The second leg quarterfinals, Hoth at home to Rebels, goalless uh, from the first leg, and Empire travel to Besbin, defending a two-goal lead. Remember, Empire went to Besbin last season, I think it was 4-1 or 3-1 up from the first leg, and then lost 3-0 in dramatic fashion, so they'll be hoping that uh, this time they have, well... They'll be hoping to get the job done properly, I guess, this time. So it was um, it helped me, I think, to get the pitch ready to get a couple of games out. But I've put myself under so much pressure to finish these games. It is the Christmas Cup. It needs to be played. The final needs to be on Christmas Eve. 
You know, it's really, really important. Not Christmas Day, it has to be Christmas Eve. So all those things going on, the uh, Mixcloud thing was uh, disappointing because the first show had been so enjoyable and I'm hoping that we can iron out the issues. It is more work. We have to do some test shows. I don't know what my schedule will allow for this week. Uh, there's dust everywhere, basically, in the flat. And last week was... Last week was horrible, you know, realising just how much worse this was going to be than what I'd already anticipated. You know, the physical and mental toll this work has taken on me, dust everywhere. I got into bed on Tuesday night, a really difficult day. Got into bed and the bedding, it felt really rough. And I realized that despite the fact I'd been really careful, I'd been moving about so much stuff and walking from room to room that there was a thin layer of powdery substance on the bedding. And they had worked inside the flat that day to paint the door again and the floor. The floor they weren't meant to paint, but they, uh, they're just not very good decorators. This isn't the guys putting in the windows. This is the guys doing the uh, communal hallways. They're also doing the doors. So I couldn't sleep well, and I thought the following night I just had to change the bedding, even though, you know, not really the done thing to change bedding when you're having work done. Another one. What is that? Is that an ambulance? Is that a police car? I've got to live somewhere else. I've managed so far, maybe until today, I think, I've managed to keep them out of the toilet, the WC. I should have said I shouldn't have been so crude. Just one of those days i've got a sign there just basically explaining you know the issues with the toilet i don't the toilet again what is it with me i don't want workmen flushing anything down there that shouldn't be flushed because i already need to get a plumber they're about 90 pounds an hour you know i can't have that wc getting worse than it is i've lined the bath with newspaper because they'll be climbing in there tomorrow to start putting in the bathroom window they're in the second half of their work now the work was meant to be done in three days it's not being done in three days it's going to be done in six days hopefully i just want them gone now but to be fair to those two guys they're real grafters despite their very long breaks they'll say oh just off to the shop there's only one shop around here they take sometimes up to an hour to come back from the shop i think someone used the loo today and i think it was the kid who came to look in the loft because they were testing the roof today they were hosing it down to try and see if they could find out finally where that leak was coming from and uh, they haven't been able to the rafters are bone dry and that's a concern because rather cutely to meet their targets the scaffolders are now dropping levels of scaffolding before the surveyors get a chance to inspect the roof so there is a chance that the scaffolding will be down before someone can go up there again and have a look at the tiles, try and just identify where this leak is coming from. I don't want that scaffolding to come down and this thing that has just bothered me for years, worried me for years, made me change from working in there, which was a study, to working in the front room. You know, I just want this problem fixed. It's horrible to live in a flat that's got a leak that has had a leak for years and that just seems to be a real mystery. I'd rather someone have said, oh, yeah, we found the problem. It's a really bad problem, but it can be fixed. Instead, it's, oh, we can't see where that leak is coming from. Is it a hidden pipe? Now they're talking about a hidden pipe after all this time. So that is bothering me. 
I think that the sign when they go into the bathroom, the sign that I've printed and highlighted, you know, not highlighted individual words. I just, uh, you know, highlighted a square, drew a square border around uh, the bold font. And I think that probably will appear on the builder's Instagram at some point. Some of their behavior in here, I mean, they're not wearing masks. They're coming in, they're singing, they're whistling, they're belching, they're opening windows, whistling at women as they walk past this. Flat is going to be a marked flat when those guys are gone. I do resent that this work has been forced on me. I can't see a point where I think that the windows will have been worth the hassle. I mean, audio-wise, it doesn't really do much. And neighbor had told me about that, uh, not to expect too much improvement. I mean, hopefully the improvement will at least be in terms of this flat will be warmer. But in terms of improving the audio here, I've still got to try and soundproof the room better. I'm just on a very, very busy road. And that's always going to be a problem for me. You know, I'm never going to be able to do things, produce things like audio books, for instance, from here, because I'm just not going to be able to record you know to the necessary quality to put a professional audiobook out there say for clients so i can't see it being anytime soon where i think yeah i'm glad i went through that because it has been horrible and it's also dangerous and it's you know even more dangerous because these guys just don't wear their masks they don't wear their masks they don't socially distance properly and some of the young guys that they've got on site some of the scaffolders are just absolutely awful I think the young guy who came to go in the loft, he didn't even close the hatch properly. So I had to get the ladder and go up to the uh, go up to the hatch even, which I was going to do anyway because I needed to, you know, antibacterial wipe it. I've gone through so many of those wipes in the last few days. And I think he's the guy who may have urinated. And I saw some splashes of water on the newsprint. So he obviously dried his hands on there, just shook them dry because there's no towel in there. I think it'll probably be worse uh, tomorrow when they're actually uh, working in there. Uh, you know, I've done my best. I don't think I can do any more than that. There are worse things going on in the flat. I think just seeing them, one of the guys today just walked right into the kitchen to wash his hands. And I hadn't even put a dust sheet down in the kitchen because they'd done the kitchen. I had a dust sheet leading up to the uh, window on the left, which was still missing a blind, which they finally put up today. So I had to spend a whole weekend without a blind on one of the windows. Thankfully, the scaffolding would be, um, you know, making visibility into the front room a bit more difficult uh, for any nosy parkers. But, you know, I'm just living out of bags at the moment. It's very unsettling. It's had a very, very bad impact on my work. And I've fallen behind on things like the Christmas Cup, uh, my Christmas reading. It's uh, the 14th of December. I still haven't started my Christmas reading. I've got four books lined up. I'm never going to finish those four books. And again, you know, Christmas, I don't want to do my Christmas reading after Christmas Eve. So it's a tradition with me. And it's a tradition that is going to, I'm not going to meet it this year, I think. And that's, you know, it's a little sad for me. Those little traditions for me are quite important. It's a bit of me time, you know, a bit of me Christmas time. So the issues with the Wi-Fi, they're affecting my Zoom interview. Sometimes Zoom isn't uh, picking up my camera. The invites, I had a really long interview last week and uh, it was the third attempt before I got on and before I got the camera working and I had to really grip my teeth to get through that interview because I just want to down tools right now and I was having a really horrible time last week on many different levels. I think this is the first period and I probably said this 
on recent shows, and I'm sounding a bit perky today, which I didn't think I would. And it's not to say that I feel better. I just feel in control right now, which I haven't been for much of the last week. And now I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. I may as well just talk about a couple of incidents uh, with scaffolders. One came up today. I saw him coming up the ladder. Because I had the window open, I just thought, well, the window is open. He's walking right by the window. It's as if he's walking past me in the street. I may as well just say hello. Never seen him before. I'm assuming he was a scaffolder. He didn't give me the hello back. I think that was a breach of etiquette on my part. Then there was another guy who wanted a huge canister filled up with water. That He he tried to pass me his canister. It was too big for the sink. So in the end, I had to get a big bottle of water, fill it up for him. He wasn't wearing gloves. He was unmasked. He'd tried, well, he had. He tried to push the window up, the new window up in the front room to lower his head to talk. Just thinking, well, that's a breach of etiquette. Don't be pulling my window up from the outside. You don't live here. I don't know who you are. You know, that's almost breaking and entering. So it's just lots of interruptions today. I'm not getting much done. I've got a lot of technical issues affecting the work, the work that I don't really want to do right now. And that includes, I suppose, uh, the technical issues affecting this show because I can't find my notes So that is something that I need to prioritize now uh, tomorrow because by the time I do the next show this week, I want to sort that out. I've got a possible interview tomorrow for the football show with a guy who, despite anchoring World Cups in the past, is a real philistine when it comes to technology. So that's making things difficult. I've had to download Skype for that to see how we get on. I haven't even done any research for that. I shouldn't be doing anything, really, and I don't feel like doing anything. I feel like just stopping and stopping for weeks. It's been a brutal time. It really has. And last week was just a meltdown. Last week was the worst I have felt in 10 years, the worst I have felt in almost 300 shows of Daniel Brewer's Tyson is available and I suppose it was triggered by all the building work having to protect and cover everything happen upon all the exes stuff because it's like living with a ghost here you know so I know when you know where to avoid what not to open cupboards the wardrobes and all this stuff was just turning up because it had to be boxed up had to be covered up and also my medication was being changed and it was a staggered withdrawal before a gap of a few days before going on the stuff that I was on and I think there'd been a little breach in my armour the previous week with the counsellor. There'd been a rocky two or three minutes where I couldn't really talk because, you know, she'd honed in on what was going on with me and why I find it so difficult to live here. And she called me on Tuesday and the entire call was like that. And, you know, for two days I was just crying and I'm not here saying I'm being really brave as a man talking about it. It's I'm not thinking along those lines. I'm not saying I was brave. I'm not saying I was girly if we're going to be old school about it. I'm just saying that is where I was for two days. I had no control over anything. No control over my feelings. I wasn't able to stop all the thoughts that make me sad about living here. It was an hour of crying 
on the phone to the councillor and I can't speak to her tomorrow because obviously the builders are here and I'm not leaving the flat to talk to her. Also, when I was talking to her last week, the guy had come in to paint the door and uh, you couldn't really make it up. It's incredible the breaks that I've been getting or the breaks I've not been getting lately. As I say, I've never been in a situation where just pretty much everything I had no control over. You know, in the past, there's always been something to fight for. Sometimes, many times, I didn't win, but I was still able to fight. This time, it's just, okay, so I'm about to launch a new show. I've spent a lot of money on equipment. It's all being well planned. I've got all these interviews lined up. Oh, wait a minute. You can't do them because we're going to come and turn your flat upside down in a pandemic. And that has really affected me. I've been rejected also by that uh, theatre company on the same day. So everything was going, well, it just wasn't going the way I'd hoped it would go. You know, I'd really, I really wanted to win that opportunity for the theatre thing. I liked the idea. It would have been a hell of a lot of work for not much money for very little money, in fact. So in a way, it's a good job. I didn't win, but I really liked the idea, the way it was going to be made and my involvement in that. I think in the end, I accepted their reasons that my script, technically, it was a bit too complicated for this alternative way of working in this uh, pandemic. That's not to say nothing might not happen with that script in the future. It's currently being read by someone else, but it was a real blow on that same day. And I just thought everything is, it's just one of them days where no matter, I don't know, I don't know what to say when you have one of those days. And later on, I had a call from the last person. These guys. What is going on with South London? Why is it so bloody naughty? Okay. Where was I? That was a hard swallow. Can't even remember where I was. Yes, I had a call from the last person I wanted calling me. I really don't like this person calling me. But the situation is such that I have to take their calls and uh, they're not very good at empathising with my situation. They're calling me again on Thursday. My friend came round in the evening and I was grateful for that because without him I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have put the move together. I wouldn't have been able to move everything in the way that it needed to be moved. There was no structure to it, and I was such a mess. And then he saw me crying. I was just being overwhelmed by sadness that day. And this is a guy who's known me for 30 years, and even you know when my parents passed away, he never saw that, and yet he was seeing this. And I'd had a call from the GP before that, and uh, my regular GP wasn't there and she said well actually it was the counsellor who said you can't hardline this that was the term she used which I thought that's a bit American said you can't hardline this you need to call your GP you are not in a fit state to go even a day without anything you need something in your system to calm you down and it can't be the pills that have been causing you side effects anyway so the GP she decided to override my own GP. He was away and she decided to make that decision on the basis of a discussion she said she'd had earlier that day concerning a patient and that I needed to get back onto my old medication that night with a very small dose before increasing to 50 milligrams the following day. And the one good thing in this is that when I did the changeover from the old medication to the new medication, I realized during the transition that I felt okay on the 50 milligrams for the first time in 18 months because for 18 months I'd been on 100. And it was like, okay, that's interesting. I don't need to be on 100 maybe now. 
So that first night it was 25 milligrams and then the second night back on 50 and that's what I'm on now and it's kind of sedated me. But there were rocky moments at the weekend where I know that I'm feeling stronger because of the pills. The barriers are up again, the drawbridge is up and, uh, you know, none of those triggers, you know, are able to get through and do the damage that they've been doing. But there's that sense of knowing why those triggers aren't getting through and it makes me think even harder about the situation I'm in. And I think, yeah, this is quite a tough situation. So even with the medication, I'm still feeling that. But I know that I know that I can keep it at bay with the medication, but those moments are still there, as they have been now for a couple of years. So this was my biggest wobble since the summer of 2019. And it was longer, it was harder, it was... I'd like to say a line in the sand. I don't know. It's the worst time I've had in 10 years. The trigger has been this work, wrecking my own work. You know, I messed up with my one last client and I haven't even got back to them just because I don't know what to say. What can you say? Life gets in the way. For me, that's more important. And I could make an attempt at trying to explain it to the client, but it's just going to look really unprofessional I was looking to get out of doing the work anyway, ultimately in the new year, because it takes up too much time. And I think there needs to be some short term pain in order for some long term gain, i.e., you know, going going for a bit without, you know, basically being a bit more uncomfortable in the short term in order to make a greater gain in the long term, because that work was just taking up too much time. And I've blotted my copy book and I don't really know what to say. I've left it too long. There were emails from them, three or four of them, which I've not responded, not been able to read because, you know, in those moments you think, well, this is unprofessional and I don't like myself at this particular moment. At the same time, you know, this is life. And the priority has just been making sure that I try to get through this because it's worrying. You know, it was worrying last week. You think, how much worse does this get? How much more will this hurt before it gets better? Can it get better? Or is this just the way it is now? And those nine months of being alone have just taken their toll. And the GP had said to me, you can't sleep there. It's not safe. You know, they had said, both of them, both the GPs that I'd spoken to about this work, both had said it wasn't safe. And this GP said, well, you know, you should book into a hotel if you've got no one to stay with. You know, I'm not on a GP salary, you know, at a push on a good day. I'm on a writer's salary. You know, that's not hotel money. It's not 2010. And really, is a hotel going to be safe anyway? I don't think I've really done justice to how I felt last week. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe the show would be a bit too maudlin. If I did, it was a shock to the system. I think the breach was the week before those five minutes where I wobbled with the counsellor. And I think then last week she just had me maybe where she wanted to have me because she had said that uh, sadness, sometimes you've just got to let the sadness come through. And, you know, off the back of last week, those horrible 48 hours, I don't really agree with that. I don't think it does you much good if you're on your own dealing with that level of um of emotion really um i don't know i'm looking at these levels i don't know what is going on don't know what is going on with this i'm gonna try and play around with it the static going on and all sorts of stuff all right let me say a few shout outs to uh, john to matt to Gemma, to dara welcome on board dara 
And uh, also in other news, my sibling has made some big nectar points purchases and she's trying to get them onto my nectar points, uh, which I suppose, you know, some might argue is uh, technically nectar doping. We'll see if they succeed uh, with that. Just uh, time to give you a nectar points update. Oh, by the way, my aunt and uncle are getting their vaccines, uh, my aunt told me uh, today. I think my uncle was a bit uh, wary about getting the vaccine. His preference was, given my aunt was older, to see how she reacted to both vaccines before he decides to go through with it. There's a bus apparently picking them up to take them to wherever it is that they're going to be vaccinated. I said to my aunt, you know, people are going to be seeing you on your hospital bus Free transport, you got your free bus pass, you got your free TV license, your prescriptions are free. And now look, you're at the front of the queue for the vaccine. How popular are you going to be? I think it's fair to say my uncle is getting the vaccine uh, reluctantly. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can uh, listen to my daily advent calendar recorded 6 BC, in 6 BC, that is uh, before COVID, not before Christ. Uh, you can download the show via Wholefast Network and also Apple Podcasts. If you do enjoy the advent calendar, do please leave a rating and review better late than never. Nectar Points update, a couple of Sainsbury's trips last week, right Previous points, balance 442. That's what I'm opening with. Uh, bought some anti-back wipes. And, oh, that's, I've given you the wrong one. That's last night. I had to go to a Sainsbury's local because I couldn't find my bin liners. I know I bought some more and I couldn't find them when I needed to finish up all the stuff I was doing yesterday. Yesterday was a 12-hour day preparing the rooms for this second half of the work there was a really bad argument with between uh, well between myself and david brent on thursday night because he hadn't left a voicemail and his plan was to double the teams to try and finish the work on time and i said to him you haven't cleared this with me because i had to call him back he hadn't left a voicemail i thought why is he calling so late called him back i don't want an extra team coming in when there's nothing for them to do because i haven't cleared the rooms and i don't want them handling all my personal stuff Regardless of whether it's a pandemic or not, even if it wasn't a pandemic, I don't want these guys handling my stuff. So it wasn't very good. He's a very sentimental guy. I don't know if he's right at the moment to be working. He's lost his mum to this thing. I think maybe he's rushed back to work. And he's just a very, very odd guy. He called me on Friday voice breaking with emotion, feeling that he'd been undermined, saying he was going to be putting on uh putting in rather two teams to complete this job today uh, sorry, this week. No two teams unless they had a cloaking device. It was just the same team of grafters who said, uh, no, we don't need another team. We're gonna finish this uh, for you. David Brent had further alarmed me by telling me that he was going to make a point of seeking me out this week because he thinks I'm a great guy and he wants to give me a handshake. I'm thinking, what, in a pandemic? You are not giving me a handshake. So if he does make a fleeting visit to the site, to the building, I will have to have gloves on standby. I've already been caught out by one handshake by that construction company. So um, let me give you these uh, points Opening balance, 439, earned three points on my first trip to Sainsbury's last week. Some fabric conditioner, anti-back wipes, two lots of anti-back wipes. I think that might have been, I, I think I've lost my main Sainsbury's purchase. I don't have it. I don't know where that's gone. 
So that's uh, that came to 375, ended up with 442 points. So when was this? This was last night. Uh, late, I had my friend around here again last night helping me uh, move everything. Well, he was trying to set up this uh, desktop for me. Uh, another three points accrued on more anti-back wipes and some refuse sacks. Uh, 445 points, a closing balance. It says 222. Okay, that's weird. Oh, 445. That's my eyesight. And that's with my new glasses. So 445 is my closing balance. Unless uh, that nectar points doping is effective. I'm not sure I'm going to make that magical 500 barrier uh, before Christmas. Doesn't look likely. And that is it. That is uh, the end of uh, today's show do please rate review subscribe to the show on apple podcasts uh, even if you're not uh, supporting the show in any other way a support via a rating and review is such an important way to get the show out there to a new audience follow the show on twitter and instagram at 1607 west egg facebook.com forward slash drt available paypal and coffee.com links if you want to make one-off donations to the show they can be found at daniel com, the home for all my work and uh, if you do make a one-off donation then uh, that week's uh, bonus patron show will be we transferred to you that same week but most importantly the best way to support this work is via the patreon page bonus content every thursday throughout the year over 50 bonus shows just in 2020 alone as we close in on episode 300 sign up at patreon.com drt available thank you guys for listening i'm back later in the week get those shoulders back keep on walking towards the sun keep washing those hands i'm daniel ruiz tyson and this start of the week i have been available 